One of the side effects or potential downsides of being out there in social media and doing things like this podcast is that, well, people can find you. And that's not generally a bad thing. It's fine to, to have somebody look at your profile, see what you're doing. I'm okay with that. But sometimes it attracts some kind of strange questions and it leaves you kind of vulnerable. L- let me explain. So I recently had, actually when we were away on vacation, somebody sent me a Facebook message on our podcast Facebook page who was not a healthcare provider and not a patient, okay? Now I know that because they said, Hello, I'm not a healthcare provider and I'm not one of your patients. So that was super helpful. (laughs) Anyway, so this patient who, as she went on and explained, was getting close to deliver uh, and had a somewhat of a bizarre question. She said, well, Dr. Chapa, um, uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on this. Would you think it'd be okay if at time of my delivery... Uh, if I could request the physician or whoever's helping me with my birth, draw some amniotic fluid into a syringe uh, and actually inject it. Okay, so yes, I'm reading this message and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? So take amniotic fluid from her and inject it into her partner's, her husband's knee. All right, do y'all get that? And she goes on to explain, you know, he suffered from uh, what looks like osteoarthritis and he had an x-ray and doesn't seem to be anything else. It's not a trauma-related issue. Uh, but this knee is really, uh, really getting uh, problematic. And one of the physicians, one of his family medicine physicians had requested, you know, seeing an orthopedist, maybe needing surgery. But she had done some research online, which is always kind of scary. And in that research process, found me, woo Uh, and said, uh, hey, there's some companies that can take amniotic fluid, inject it into a knee, and it's fantastic for regenerative medicine and for pain. And so the question was, would I recommend that treatment? So after I was kind of stunned and after the shock wore off, at first I thought this this has got to be a prank, right? But then I remembered something that happened literally within the last week. And I said, this is obviously hot on social media channels. So this person kind of got wind of this and is running with it. All right. And here's why this is super timely, because on July the 19th, 2023, and as point of reference, we're taping this uh, on July the 25th, 2023, although I probably won't finish it until July the 26th. But anyway, uh, just about a week ago, the Department of Justice as in the U.S. Department of Justice, targeted a Texas physician's assistant, and I'm not going to give any names because we don't want to go there, but a, a healthcare provider for fraudulent claims of injecting amniotic fluid from a company that you can get online into orthopedic cases uh, like knees and, and elbows and other joints for pain relief. All right. So I thought, you know, here's an interesting topic for a podcast. (laughs) So my first question, so I responded back. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, First of all, have you talked to your physician about this? I mean, why why are you asking me? If you're not a healthcare provider and I'm not your patient, why are you asking me? Well, she responded and said, well, I, I, I think I'm about to deliver, but my guess I'm, I'm pretty close to being done, but I haven't yet sought prenatal care. So that's, that's yet another flag. So meanwhile, I'm like, I'm starting to get little beads of sweat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? Uh, and so my short answer was, uh, one, 
please get prenatal care as fast as possible. And the answer to the question is, should you take your amniotic fluid and have someone inject it into your husband's knee? The very quick answer is absolutely not. So I thought in this episode, we would do something a little bit off the side here because normally we're doing evidence-based things. But because this is actually a hot topic right now, uh, because there's a lot of stuff that I've, I've, I've come to learn is on social media and online about injections of amniotic fluid for stuff that is completely whack. All right. So in case somebody asks you, hey, could you inject some of my amniotic fluid into my elbow or my knee? Uh, the short answer is hell to the no. And I'm going to explain why that's the case and why there's a little bit of truth in, in every myth. All right. Because there is an application totally legit, totally FDA approved of an amniotic product derivative, okay, but not amniotic fluid for certain very specific indications. So I want to go over this and we're going to highlight this case out of Texas because of all the things that you don't want coming after you, I mean, you've got student loans coming after you, you've got, I mean, who knows all the other things that could potentially come after you. You don't want the U.S. Department of Justice coming after you. This poor person in our state is in some deep, deep doo-doo, all right? So let's cover amniotic fluid injections a wise decision or a terrible one? Well, let's just answer that right away. That's a terrible one. But let's cover some interesting ideas here and what's going on in social media in this episode. Medicine moves real fast. We're here to help us all keep up the pace. This is Clinical Pearls. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, just when you think you've heard it all, something new pops up and you're like, ah, guess I hadn't heard it all. (laughs) Back in January the 22nd, we released an episode called PRP Ovarian Rejuvenation. PRP is platelet-rich plasma, and you heard right, ovarian rejuvenation. Is that real? Uh, no. (laughs) But it doesn't stop people from putting it out there and offering it as a service. So you got to go back to January the 22nd and listen to that. And, And like everything else, like I mentioned in the intro, there's a little bit of truth in every weird myth and snake oil attempt, all right? Because platelet rich plasma has a lot of beneficial substances in it. It just doesn't really do what it, it's claimed to do. And this is what got this physician assistant in my home state in a lot of trouble and is currently being chased by the DOJ, all right? And be, I'm just going to be very clear, I'm not giving out any names, nor will I talk about any company because I don't want any company to get uh, freebie press uh, and I don't want them coming after me that I'm talking bad about them, all right? But it's I'm going to tell you, when we do this episode, you're going you're to hear some of the stuff that's out there about amniotic fluid that you can actually go to a company uh, and either purchase or have injected in certain body parts for rejuvenation. Now, medical rejuvenation 
uh, again, like everything else, has, has some bit of truth in it, but then it gets taken out of context and it goes wacky. All right, because there is a very, very well-established approved use for amniotic product, like the amniotic membrane that's purified, it's gone through standardized testing and purification methods and and packaging for certain kinds of wounds because it's it's fantastic for wound healing, uh, including certain kinds of ocular issues. But having said that, it's a big gap. It's a big crevasse. I had this discussion with my my nurse yesterday. I'm like, there's a big crevasse between X, Y, and Z. And they said, it's a what? And I said, you know, like a crevasse. I said, dude, just say crevasse. No, it's a crevasse. Isn't that a word? It's a crevasse, like a big gap, right? A crevasse. Did I make that up? Guys, remember, English is a second language. So sometimes I make stuff up. almost said something else. But... (laughs) Sometimes I make words up. Like a like a vase. Like I can go to Walmart and buy a vase, but I'm not going to buy a vase at Walmart. Right? You have to go to a you have to go to a crystal store to buy a vase. Oh my gosh! I have to do completely derailed. Well, and here's the deeper question. And you always hope that the people who are behind this and and you know selling this to patients or promoting this to patients, which by the way, there's no evidence for but i'm going to go through some of the data because and there's a lot of fda warnings on this just incidentally and that we'll cover and i also want to make this some evidence-based you know facts here to learn something rather than just the message of please don't inject amniotic fluid into your joints uh because we do want to talk about the amniotic membrane and the properties in amniotic fluid it really is amazing and again you take a little bit of truth and then you, you take it out of context and it becomes just wacky um, but I really do wonder, I mean, do the people behind this, do they really believe that it can help? I hope that's the case. And I hope that they're not really trying to just swindle because the case that we're going to highlight out of Texas here in just a moment, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know what? Like I, told, I told our team when we we're getting ready to do this, being legit, being evidence-based and you know, trying to do your best is the right thing to do. It's the ethical thing to do. But man, that's just not the most profitable, is it? I mean, I wish I had that side of me where I'm like, hey... Here's a uh, chop of pills. Take your chop of pills and X, Y, Z will happen. It'd be fantastic. Uh, chop of pills. I don't know what maybe it makes you shorter. I don't know. And a little hyper. But I, I just don't have that in me. I just I'd feel bad. I, I, I don't have that. Um, I remember when I was a kid, we tried to sell some just crap that we made to folks. And then I'm like, oh, man, don't buy this. Never mind. This thing's going to fall apart as soon as you get it. And they, my friends kicked me out of my little uh, entrepreneur group. Uh, and, and by entrepreneur group, I mean, it was like literally crap. I was like in sixth grade, guys. I mean, we're not making like, you know, Apple watches at that time. Uh, I've decompensated again. What is happening? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, I blame you guys for not keeping me on track. All right, let, let's get back on, on this issue. So this, this issue of the PA who's being sought after by the DOJ is pretty darn scary. I mean, I really do feel for this person, but uh, as I tell my kids, uh, consequences to bad decisions because this is super, super scary. Uh, this first actually came out on the website 
by the Department of Justice. Right? If there's one place you don't want to see your name, it's on the DOJ website. And I'll post this uh, as a reference uh, on, on our reference list. But this came out July the 19th, 2023. And it says, quote, a physician's assistant who allegedly, remember, it's allegedly until it's proven in court, allegedly injected amniotic fluid into patients' joints in a dubious attempt at pain management has been charged with healthcare fraud. And what's interesting is it was also on a conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud. So that's interesting, right? So there's 11 counts of healthcare fraud itself, and then one count of the conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud. And this went all the way. This is not a state of Texas issue, although it happened in our state of Texas. This is all the way to the U.S. DOJ. So your question is, how does this thing get to the, to the DOJ and the Office of the Inspector General? Easy, because when you submit fraudulent claims to Medicare for over you know, $700,000, it was $788,000, that gets the attention of the federal government. So, yeah, so this, this PA, I, I'm sure meaning well, and I say that with a grain of salt, I have no idea, nor do I know this person, uh, was not just promoting this, but actually did it. So the first question is, well, where do you buy amniotic fluid? I don't want to tell you that because I'm not going to get in trouble doing that. But there is there are companies that are marketing amniotic products, including amniotic fluid. And be very clear. So here's a clinical pearl. There is no FDA-approved use for amniotic fluid as a biological agent for therapy. There. It said it. I'm clear. My hands are washed. And that's the end of that one. But I want to go over this this issue of why this actually became a thing. And the answer is because the amniotic membrane itself actually is very regenerative. It's got great properties when used correctly. So let's be clear here, because the FDA has a variety, I'm talking about at least five that we found, of online warnings and instructions about how to appropriately and when to appropriately use an amniotic product. And what is, and is very clearly stated, absolutely not FDA approved, considered investigational or experimental and not endorsed. All right. So first of all, remember that this falls under the domain uh, of the FDA. All right. So any biological, whether synthetic uh, or a true biological derivative from a person, from a native tissue, all of that is regulated because it's part of the human cells and tissue uh, and product division of the FDA. Okay, so this has to go through very strict FDA regulation. And and there actually is some very well accepted applications for purified amniotic membrane. And there's a variety of companies for that. We found six. All right. I don't want to give you any names because it's not really what we do as women's healthcare providers. But wound therapy definitely uses it. And there's even some ophthalmologists for very specific uh, ophthalmological use of using the membrane, but not the fluid, using the membrane to help heal or patch, okay? Uh, and, and we're also going to get into a couple of other terms here that we have to understand. But according to the FDA, uh, it says here that there are some medically necessary applications for human amniotic membrane grafts, all right? That can either be placed over the wound with or without sutures. So the question is, hey, can you take amniotic membrane uh, and actually put it on a wound? Absolutely. But don't do it when it falls out of the vajuju and put it right onto a wound because your cousin is sitting next to you at childbirth and he's got a DQ bolster. Don't do that. But get it from a respectable FDA-approved company 
uh, and then and then apply it under medical supervision. And some of these things do include ocular use. So there's neurotrophic keratitis with ocular surface damage and inflammation that has failed conservative therapy. I'm not an ophthalmologist. I know what those words mean, but I don't even know what, I don't know if I could diagnose that if I saw that, right? Because that's, the eyeball is way too north from my zone of territory. Y'all get what I'm saying? But there is things in the eyeball where purified human amniotic a membrane can be used. It can also be used for persistent epithelial defects uh, that have not responded to typical guidance, all right, and, and treatment options. There's severe dry eye syndrome that has ocular surface damage. You can apply an amniotic membrane over that and help it heal. Amazing. Is that crazy or what? But outside of that and outside of some, once again, some some cutaneous ulcers, that's it. Nothing else. Nothing about amniotic fluid. Now, before I go into the specific warnings by the FDA that they don't mince words. I mean, they just come out and say it like, do not do X, Y, and Z. And we'll get into that in a minute. But I do want to cover, to make this evidence-based, I do want to cover the the really intriguing uh, properties of both amniotic membrane and amniotic fluid and why it's an attractive option for some uh, that are using this as snake oil. I, I mean, I mean, as products. <laughs> It's just a joke, guys, just a joke. As product for regenerative medicine, all right? Again, true legitimate uses, that's on the right-hand side, but I want to focus on the left-hand side, which is the more kooky ones, all right? But here's the inherent nature of these things that really does make this thing attractive. Let's start with the amniotic uh, membrane itself, and then we'll get into the, the qualities of fluid. All right, you all remember that the human amniotic membrane, all right, we all call that as one structure, the amniotic sac, but it's two conjoint layers, of course. It's the inner amnion and the outer chorion. And in the first trimester of pregnancy with a transvaginal ultrasound, you can see the not yet fused uh, amnion. Uh, I always get, you know, a, a brand new intern. Uh, we just had this a couple of weeks ago and we're doing, you know, it's like an eight-week ultrasound. And I'm like, hey, what's this big sack around this kid? Like, oh, is that the yolk sack? I'm like, yes, the child is in the yolk sack. That is absolutely correct. Get out of here. No, no, it's not the yolk sack. The little ball is the yolk sack. <laughs> then the outer sack is the amnion and the big sack is just a stational sack i.e. the chorion. So it's really impressive that you can see these things as two separate structures. And of course, that delivery, you can peel them apart. So you can see the inner amnion and the chorion. But those things are, are really uh, impressive structures. I mean, they have a lot of biological function. Uh, and it's amazing. I mean, when prepared for use as an allograft, this membrane can be harvested immediately after birth. It has to be cleaned, has to be sterilized and cryopreserved or dehydrated before it's sent off to an FDA-approved lab for processing, all right? So this is why you can't just take the placenta and put it on your face uh, or on your DQ bolster. I guess you could, but uh, gross, but whatever, all right? So you got to send it off to get, <laughs> you have to send that off to get uh, processed, and there are a lot of products that we've just covered that do use the amnion and the chorion, but that are actually uh, purified uh, for correct FDA-approved uses, 
All right. And the other issue is that, and the reason why it's attractive is that amniotic membrane, the, the, the properties within it uh, are legit. I mean, there's hyaluronic acid. Like I see at, you know, at night I come home and I like to watch my brainless TV uh, for a minute after I spend time with family. And like, oh, look, this little thing that you put on your face as makeup has hyaluronic acid. I'm like, oh, well, so does the amniotic membrane. Yes, these are weird thoughts that I, I just can't even watch TV because this is where my brain goes. Anyway, it has hyaluronic acid. It does have growth factors. It's got um, anti-inflammatory proteins. It's got fibronectin. You see, all those words sound great. Yes, but they have to be harvested and purified and be used correctly. Remember, a little bit of truth gets taken out of context, and this is where you get this weird stuff. But the reason it is used for wound healing is because those internal properties of the membrane that are anti-inflammatory and, and, and pro-tissue forming, amazing, right? Uh, that's why it can be used uh, in appropriate situations for t- certain kinds of ocular lesions as a membrane and certain kinds of wound healing. So it, it is legitimate. It does have properties that helps tissue grow, and that's because it, it helps uh, fuel and promote growth factors. Amazing, right? And the same thing for amniotic fluid. And the amniotic fluid, when you, when you consider, oh, wait a minute, that's isn't that just baby pee after like the first half of pregnancy? For sure. But it's also secretions from the child's respiratory tract and the GI tract, along with obviously uh, urine and urea. But this fluid does contain, here it is, guys, super amazing. It has super rich carbohydrates and proteins and fats and enzymes and, and, and hormones and, of course, fetal cells. You get that? Fetal cells, like stem cells. So that's where people take that that truth, that, that fact that there's good substances in amniotic fluid, and then take it out of context and try to inject it in people's knees. All right? Y'all get that? So does the amniotic fluid have healing properties? Uh, yeah, it actually seems that it does. But as of right now, even though, I've got to be very clear, there are some investigations right now going on that use purified uh, cleared in a clinical trial amniotic fluid for some true regenerative uh, issues, all right, uh, because of the stem cell properties uh, and the anti-inflammatory nature of amniotic fluid, including osteoarthritis and plantar fasciitis. So yes, there are legitimate investigations going on, be very clear. But as of right now, the FDA has warnings on this thing that we are not yet at the point where we can commercially uh, recommend these or, or actually use them uh, for these indications, which is why the DOJ went after this PA, right? Not only was it fraudulent claims uh, being submitted for payment, uh, but the whole idea is that amniotic fluid in this way for pain management, because this is how this this PA was using it. So I want to be very clear. What is it used for? Amniotic membrane has been used for wound healing approaches. Absolutely. Uh, that's true. But And it's been investigated for things like regenerative repair for osteoarthritis. Absolutely. That's been investigated, but it's not yet approved. But he was using it solely as a pain management option. And you're like, why would he do that? Uh, and not just inject like corticosteroids or lidocaine or something else. And, and that's that's the question. I mean, right? Because it, it's 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 novice. It's novel. It's got a, it's sexy, right? I'm inject amniotic fluid into your knee, and you can't make the claim that it's used to regenerate because we're not there yet. But it's a wild, wild west when you consider for pain control, and that's what got this person in trouble. Okay, so to be very clear, there are current investigations going on looking at purified amniotic fluid for regenerative properties. But as of right now, it is definitely not uh, FDA approved. 
On June the 3rd, 2021, the FDA released a statement called, quote, important patient and consumer information about regenerative medicine therapies, end quote. And of course, I'll post this link on our reference list. But they make this very, very clear, quote, these products require FDA licensure and approval to be marketed to consumers. Before approval, these products require FDA oversight in a clinical trial. These unapproved products, whether recovered from your own body or another person's body, include stem cells, stromal vascular fraction, umbilical cord blood and or cord blood stem cells, amniotic fluid, Wharton's jelly, other biologics, and exosomes. Now, exosomes are little, basically, uh, missiles, little delivery vehicles where they put uh, medication or these products in as a delivery uh, uh, vehicle, okay, as a, as a substance to carry the material, all right? But they go on to say, quote, the FDA has received reports of blindness, tumor formation, infections, and more due to the use of these unapproved products, end quote. Now, if you're thinking, dude, that was June 2021, it's now July 2023, and what's happened in that interim? Uh, More warnings. How about that? Uh, There's been more warnings for sure, and nothing as of amniotic fluid uh, has has yet been endorsed or, or appropriately studied. Actually, on April the 17th, 2023, the FDA released a separate, here it is, guys, you see it once again, you think you've heard it all. A, sa- a separate statement uh, called, quote, public safety warning on amniotic fluid eye drops, end quote. Now, this is just weird because I've been in several deliveries where, and I always wear my glasses because I can't see a darn thing without them. And I used to wear contacts and then I figured out that's kind of a pain in the ass. So I just went back to glasses. And I'm telling you, it, and even with a facial, sometimes you get that little inadvertent squirt maybe by your eye and you're like, ugh. Uh, so the thought of voluntarily putting any amniotic fluid derived product into your eyeball on purpose, it's just weird. But it's they're targeting these patients with uh, Sjogren's syndrome and severe dry eye because again, a little bit of truth. Yes, there's some studies that in in very select cases, maybe amniotic membrane may be used, but there is zero FDA approved product that uses amniotic fluid as eye drops. Although you can find them online, is that crazy or what? So I follow a website that is a bit of a little mix, uh, a little. Uh, um, mosaic of tech news and science and even you know, like weird governmental policy stuff. It's called ARS Technica. It's pretty neat. I'll, I'll put the list. Uh, I'll put that on our list. And, and they have a nice article on this that came out in April uh, 2023, on April the 20th, out of uh, ARS Technica. And the title is uh, Gross. I mean, that's It says gross. Okay, G-R-O-S-S. <laughs> Gross, the FDA would like to remind you not to put amniotic fluid in your eyes. Let's stop there for a minute. Can everybody, can we just get a nice hand clap for that? I mean, yeah, fantastic. That is stellar. Let's not put amniotic fluid in your eyes. Thank you, FDA, for that wonderful reminder. Apparently, it's necessary. So, yeah, there's companies out there that that are selling this and stated in this ARS Technica uh, article, quote, in fact, there's not a single amniotic fluid eyedrop product approved by the FDA and any such product used uh, requires an IND, requires patients to sign uh, appropriate consent forms if used in an experimental or clinical trial, end quote. So, in other words, yeah, 
there's nothing out there. There actually is one study that we did find, and it's in this uh, ARS publication as well, from March 2023. How's that for current? All right. So people are investigating this, guys. Amniotic fluid absolutely is legit in healing health properties. How to maximize that and make it safe for use is a whole other thing. So it, what's not debated is there's some good stuff in amniotic fluid and in amniotic membranes. Stem cells, regenerative properties, for sure. How to a- use it appropriately where it's safe is a whole other issue, all right? But this did come out of the Journal of Cataract and Refractory Surgery. No, I do not subscribe to that. Again, to North from the Vajuju for me. But nonetheless, the study is a phase one and phase two randomized double-masked placebo-controlled study of processed amniotic fluid drops uh, for for a, a, a certain eye condition. All right, so this was they was used post-op uh, after photorefractory uh, keratotomy. Okay, and I'm not going to get into that because I know very very superficially, no pun intended, superficially because that's what they do for the. For, for this procedure, uh, on what a photorefractive uh, keratectomy is, PRK. But so this was a randomized trial, and they took 61 participants and said, hey, you get the purified amniotic fluid drops afterwards, uh, and it was four times a day for a week, and then the other one was basically routine. And it totally worked, right? No, it, it did not. The results were, quote, there was no significant difference in time to re-epithelialization with a median of five days for both groups, end quote. So if you're thinking, well, wait a minute, man, you just said that there's healing properties in amniotic fluid for sure. But I also said how to extract them and use them correctly and safely where they're effective is a whole other issue. Do you see a little bit of truth? Taken out of context. So this article that came out and the lead uh, article, uh, the lead author, if you're interested, is Colin uh, out of the Journal of Cataract and Refractory Surgery. They're studying amniotic fluid. It's super exciting. That belongs to, to us in our wheelhouse as women's healthcare providers and obstetrics. Pretty neat because uh, we may have the fountain of youth um, at our hands if we can uh, harness it correctly. And we are definitely not there yet. That's super different than the issue with uh, the membrane, because again, that has some applications, even though the data there is not real strong either. But the amniotic fluid as an injection or as drops, please don't do that. Well, let's finish this podcast up with a quick summary as stated on the CMS website, all right? So that's Medicare and Medicaid, because this this is, all, if you, you can look it up, and here's exactly what they say about the use of these biological off-label and illegitimate uh, substances at this point. Now, maybe in 2024, we're going to have 12 products of amniotic fluid. Maybe. Who knows? I I don't know. But right now, as my disclosure, as of July the 26th, 2023, uh, very limited application for amniotic membrane and definitely do not put amniotic fluid in your eyeballs. I feel like this was a weird episode, right? I mean, usually, like I say, we try to do something, hey, super practical. Uh, and while we stuck with the evidence, hey, here's what amniotic membrane has. Here's what amniotic fluid has. Here's its composition. Uh, it's just weird, man. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I never would have thought about this until I got that message. And I just thought, I, I, I got to get it out there. I wonder if you all have heard about this. So send me a message. Let me know what you think. But yeah, I don't know, man. Brave new world. Who knows? So let's end this thing with CMS 
uh, statement, right? So remember, Center for Medicaid and Medicaid Services, uh, and that's kind of the bench, right? Uh, of hey, if CMS covers it, then there should be some data uh, because it takes forever to get something cleared by them, right? Got it. And then third party payers, Blue Cross, Aetna, United, yada yada, they usually follow what CMS does, not necessarily payment per per unit, but at least coverage. Uh, because, you know, CMS doesn't cover anything. So if they cover it, it's it's definitely a good sign. But here's what they say regarding these injections, specifically for orthopedic use, all right? Like this PA was doing in Texas for, for chronic pain management. And, and again, there's data for that. There's actually a, a, a very small pilot that showed, hey, these patients had less pain when injected into osteoarthritis. You see that and they take one study that was not controlled well, uh, they had a lot of issues, had methodological flaws, but it showed some benefit. And and so they go, hey, there's data right there. It's data-driven, but data-driven and bulk of evidence and evidence-based are, are not necessarily the same thing, okay? So you're like, how could somebody even think about that? Because there is some data, but some data doesn't mean, again, burden of proof, right? Just like in, in a court, the, what is the burden of proof for this? Uh, and And we're definitely not there yet. All right. So anyway, here's what CMS says regarding amniotic and placental derived product injections for musculoskeletal indications. All right. So this is exactly the title uh, that CMS uh, used in in their brief online. and, And this is exactly what we're talking about here. Quote, due to the paucity of randomized control trials, poor study design, small sample sizes, lack of comparators, lack of long-term efficacy and safety data, and high risk of bias in the current body of literature, there is, here it is, insufficient evidence to demonstrate efficacy of any amniotic and placental-derived product in the treatment of specific musculoskeletal conditions, whether injected or applied intraoperatively. There is lack of knowledge of intermediate or long-term safety data derived from human clinical trials, end quote. All right, podcast family, as we close this out, who all knows the clip that I think they inserted? They told me they were going to insert when talked about snake oil. There was a little clip uh, I think that they they found. Anybody? Anybody? You all know what that is? Mac and Jack. Mac and Jack's Wonder Potion. Ring any bells? I'm talking about old school. I was like 10 when that came out. That was a Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson video for the song Say, Say, Say. Uh, No, I don't have any rights to that. I, I don't get any gibbies by using that. I just thought it was kind of cool and they throw that in there. So anyway, all right, podcast family, let's bring this thing to a close. As of July 26, 2023, please do not go place amniotic fluid drops in your eyeballs. Uh, if you do that accidentally in labor and delivery, I feel for you. I've been there, done that. And along with a variety of other things, including in my boot, uh, but it is what it is. So anyway, amniotic fluid membrane and amniotic fluid injections. Oh boy, I thought placenta fogy was one thing. Like, how would you like your placenta cooked, please? Oh, medium rare, thank you, with some sriracha. Uh, So outside of eating your placenta, putting it in your eyeballs is just... It is what it is. All right, podcast family, we're thankful for you. We're glad you're part of our podcast community. (laughs) We'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls.